As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Okay, you guys, our reviewer of the week, I think, is Kai Herna 111 Steph and I were just saying it would be really helpful if you use like a, a name we knew or maybe told us. We in just the don't want to butcher it. Okay? Yeah, we want to get it right. <laughs> Send us a DM if you leave a review and be like, this is how you pronounce it. That'd be great. Or this is me. That was me. Yes. <laughs> Either way, we are so grateful for your review. And she says, binged. My husband and I are in the preconception planning phase looking forward to trying to conceive. I've been on the hunt for great resources and found this podcast. Love, love, love. I started listening and haven't stopped. I feel empowered and validated for any choices or preferences I want. Very grateful to have found them. We love, love, love that you are already listening to the podcast. That means you are going to have a much smoother pregnancy and birth. So thank you for leaving us all the love. All right. So today we want to talk to you guys a little bit about nutrition. And since we're moving into winter months, kind of the how can I take care of myself or what happens if I get sick? So jumping into nutrition, and when we start with this, even in our birth course, like the number one thing that we start with, class one, lesson one, is about nutrition. Yep. Um, and that's because setting a base for the rest of your pregnancy or like working hard on your personal nutrition um, is going to help you be healthy and low risk. And healthy and low risks mean that you have more options. If you're following us, you listen to us on the podcast, you, you listen to what we say on Instagram, um, we're all about choice and you having like whatever you want for your birth. We want you to envision your perfect smorgasbord yes. of options. We want you to come to this table, this feasting table of this is everything I could possibly want for my birth. And we want you to feast. We want you to grab all those things and put them into a birth plan and create this beautiful vision. But um, one of the best ways that you can get what you want is to make sure that you are healthy and low risk. And so when we talk about being in healthy and low risk, obviously we're going to come and start with nutrition. Yeah, it's the foundation of everything, right? You are what you eat, and there's a lot of truth to that. So we just want to make sure that options aren't taken away from you um, due to things that you could have maybe worked on through nutrition. Sometimes we get women coming to us concerned about their weight prior to becoming pregnant. Hey, I'm a little underweight or I'm a little overweight. This does not mean that you can't have a great pregnancy and birth. Um, We recommend working with your doctor. Red flag would be a doctor who's wanting to put you on a diet or telling you to lose weight during pregnancy. Um, That's really not 
what the focus should be. The focus should be on having the right um, nutrition and then you gain what you gain, right? You may gain more weight if you started off sort of underweight or you may lose some weight or gain a little less if you started the pregnancy a little bit overweight and that's okay. And Courtney touched on this, but this is kind of our soapbox, right? We've got a couple of them in case you listen to us a lot. (laughs) Um, But good nutrition means that weight is just a number. So when we're talking about, when we talk to our moms in the birth course, when we're talking to you right now, the truth is if you've got like decent, what you're, what we want to see is balance. So we want to see a decent amount of protein and that you're getting a well-balanced diet, fruits, vegetables, grains, carbs, all of it. You should have all of it. Um, and so what we see a lot of times is like moms feel they're, you're, okay, you're stuck in these averages, right? Doctors are like, we want to see you gain, what, about 35, 40 pounds. So you hit into that average and it's like, okay, well, that sounds great, but it doesn't match every woman's shape and size and body and, and what their body decides to do. You can have a mom that is, so when we talk about things, we talk about them on a bell curve, right? Like the averages, most women will hit somewhere within that 30, 35, 40 pound range. The rest of us are going to be on the left or the right side of that bell curve, meaning yeah. you will weigh, gain less or you will gain more. Um, I've known women to gain 10, 15 pounds legitimately and have a perfectly healthy baby. And I've seen women gain 60 plus pounds and that's just what their body does. Baby's fine. I had a girl in my birth course and she was, she was pretty tall, like at least 5'11". And you guys, every week we would have these nutrition trackers and we'd kind of take a look at them. Where could we improve? Where did we do awesome? And you know, for the most part, I did a really good job. I always hit my protein goals, but I would have things on there like Reese's peanut butter cups (laughs) and powdered donuts. This girl, you guys, she was so worried about it. She had gained something like 65 pounds in her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, she was completely healthy, went on to have a great, healthy, unmedicated birth. But because of the weight she was gaining and how concerned she was about it, I have never seen a cleaner eating plan than hers. I mean, everything was like kale and chicken and, you know, it was like, holy cow, right? So, but really that was okay for her. What she was doing was healthy. She gained 65 pounds. I probably gained about 30 and it was both healthy and good for each of us respectively. Yeah. So the main point that we want to drive home is if you've got good nutrition, the weight is just a number. Um, and that might be something you need, like a conversation you need to have with your provider as well. I, I can relate to that conversation. And honestly, my nutrition with my first was not the best it could be. I wasn't eating unhealthy, but I didn't know what I should yeah. be eating. And so I was eating probably a little more carb heavy than I should have. And I did gain a little more weight than I did with my other pregnancies. But coming in and having my provider like, oh, you gained another six pounds this month. We got to watch that. You know, it, it just doesn't feel good to hear that as a mom when you're really trying to do everything that you can. So let us be the people that are giving you all of the love and support possible and just telling you that you're doing great. And um, we'll get to to the end, like how to make simple little changes as you go, but you're doing great and you're going to be okay. And it's okay that you gain weight or don't gain as much weight as your friends or neighbors or whatever. I love that good nutrition encourages a healthy balance of hormones. Who could use a little hormone help (laughs) during their pregnancy? I always need hormone help. Um, Um, But good nutrition also influences your energy levels, your strength, your stamina. All of those things are so key and vital to the way your body works during birth. You've got to have the right balance of hormones, energy, strength, and stamina during your birth, but during pregnancy as well. 
So let us jump into a little of what we recommend. So that was kind of the why behind it. Now we want to talk to you about what this will look like for you. Um, you heard us say high protein, which is important. There are studies that show that women that do like a high protein, well-balanced diet, which is also what we teach, have a must, much less chance of getting preeclampsia um, or other things that can cause issues and, and make your provider necessarily a little bit more involved in your birth life. But um, overall, high protein, and that's not just animal protein. So no. yeah, we, there, meat is a thing, but there are other ways to get protein, beans, legumes, nuts, you know, all milk, dairy, right? All that stuff. I would just add here, if you are a vegetarian, absolutely, you can hit your protein goals without animal protein, but you are going to need to be doing some extra supplements, things like B12, um, certain amino acids, iron. And again, this is where talking with your provider and maybe if necessary, getting a referral to um, a prenatal nutritionist would be really helpful for you because it's it's not just about you when you're pregnant, right? It's about your baby too. You want to make sure that you're getting all you need to. Yeah. And well, and I've also seen women, I actually had a woman who was vegetarian, um, who took a birth class with me and decided just for her pregnancy, she was going to eat meat that you don't necessarily have to do that. So we're not, I'm not pushing one way or the other, but I'm saying that there's, you have different options. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's really great. So a well-balanced diet, meaning we want to see you guys eating lots of fruits and vegetables. Just you, you guys know, right? Like we've all seen the food pyramid and, and yeah. And, um, and I'm not, I shouldn't have even said the food pyramid cause I don't know. I totally agree with that, but like this, everything that can be on there, right? It's like get, get a lot of the good stuff, making sure you're drinking a lot of water. And when you talk about hormones and stuff like that, hormones play off of water and nutrition. So making sure you're getting all your water for the day and then taking your supplements that should be like a prenatal vitamin and, or any other supplements that either your provider or you work with somebody, um, a nutritionist or whatever recommends that you take. One thing that I recommend that every pregnant woman do, even if you're like, yeah, I think I eat fairly clean. I understand a lot of these principles you're talking about already, but track your food for one week and sort of review it and see where you are. This is the easiest way to do it. Um, there's apps that can help you track. There's worksheets to help you track meal plans. We offer a lot of that within the course, those nutrition trackers and meal plans, but there's other things like my fitness pal, where you can kind of keep an eye on what you're eating and see, um, are you getting what you need and are there areas in which you can improve? But here's the thing. Do not beat yourself up about this. Being a mom is hard enough. Sometimes you just need a little treat or you indulge a little, and that's okay. I know that when we're growing a baby, we start to worry that every every little decision we do is impacting baby. And while that could be true, um, you just want to give yourself some grace. So when we're throwing this stuff at you, these are guidelines. And if they're feeling overwhelming or they're stressing you out, just remember it's all about balance. So take that information in, do what you will with it, but come back to it at a later time when you can handle, you know, trying to add or take some things away um, and don't let it stress you out. The truth is our bodies are incredible and they do a lot of the hard work of whatever needs to be done on its own, detoxifying and um, grabbing the good nutrients out of things like, yes, we have to treat them well, but it's likely you're doing better than you think you are. Um, so give yourself a little bit of grace on that. One tip I will give you, and it might be a bit of a challenge, is to decrease your sugar intake if at all possible. The reason we recommend doing this is because too much sugar um, can not only mess with your blood sugar, but it can also mess with your gut flora. Um, it really feeds things in our body that we don't want to be feeding. And so um, if possible, make 
baby steps to sort of decreasing that. I've had friends who are like, you know what? I think I'm only going to um, do sugar on weekends, or I'm only going to, you know, whatever you want to set for yourself, think about it, but don't make it too ex- extreme. Try to make it something that's doable. You also want to make sure you're limiting caffeine. We didn't say you have to stop it altogether, but limit caffeine and other irritants. And I'm over here like, I worked above a 7-Eleven with my first baby and they'd have like buy one, get one free, you know, Klondike bar, what was score bar, whatever it was, Kit Kat. And I would just hide them inside of my drawer. And then I'd be like, oh, well, it was a sale. Maybe it was, oh, maybe it was like buy two, get one free. So that, yeah, I would have like three in there and I'd be like, well, I'll just space them out because financially that made sense to purchase those. And then I would eat all of them that Aww. day. Like anyways, pregnant stuff, pregnant stuff. I love was, it. And then I had this like obsession, which was really gross. But with my first one, like the KFC chicken bowls, the like, yeah. barbe- like, and I'd eat the whole thing. I don't know if you guys, those have to be like 2,500 calories on them. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, here's the thing though. <laughs> Quite shaking your head at my <laughs> nutrition choices. Also, side note, I thought I was doing well. I was like, protein? There was corn in that. And <laughs> potatoes are a vegetable. So. You know what? It's, look, I know more about nutrition now than I did when oh, I was yeah. pregnant with any of my babies. We're all learning and growing, right? <laughs> and so maybe a KFC whatever bowl meal deal was an improvement on what you were doing before. So, I know about that, you actually. know, hindsight's... <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. You guys, the reason we say to limit sugar, caffeine, other irritants like that, if possible, is because truth be told, they are habit forming and they are addictive. They are chemicals. And we don't always know the effects long-term that they're going to have on us or our developing little babes. Yeah. And when I think of like hormones and all that, like even now, maybe because I'm a little bit older and I really pay attention to my cycles and how I'm feeling and things, but all of those things totally affect my mood, mm-hmm. what my body's doing, my bowels, like it anyways, but I, I find think there's some extremes there. Yeah. I find that sugar makes me irritable. And here's the thing you can, everybody's got mm-hmm. their own personal threshold for a particular thing, right? So for example, in my family, my poor kids and myself, we're very sensitive to dairy. Now, if Mm. I have a yogurt a day, I'm probably going to be fine. But if I have yogurt and ice cream and cheese and a milkshake, (laughs) my body's going to be like, uh, nope, that's not happening. (laughs) You're the worst. Same thing with something like sugar. Maybe a cookie or two isn't going to throw your hormones out of whack. I know sugar for me makes me really irritable. Mm -hmm. I get really kind of angry with people, but maybe eating, you know, half the bag is going to make you feel that way. So just start to pay attention to your body. I feel like the other side of that, right, is like no crash dieting when you're pregnant. Because like how often am I like, I'm going to quit sugar. And all of a sudden I go off of it and my body is like, okay, here's your headache for the next three days and talk about irritable, but don't do that during pregnancy. Well, and I will be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not a nutritionist. I'll admit that up front, but I've seen things like keto diet for pregnancy and everything in me just goes, oh, that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. That just doesn't sit right with my gut. I don't know what it is. And who knows, we may get people messaging us going, I did it in my pregnancy and it was great. And that's awesome, right? But I just would say in general, think about what the earth naturally produces in abundance, fruits and vegetables, grains, things like that. And and try not to completely eliminate an entire... (laughs) Try not to eliminate... Give me the steak. (laughs) 
Sorry, go ahead. Try not to eliminate an entire category and maybe especially don't experiment with that during pregnancy. Yes, that's a great point. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks for wrapping that up. <laughs> All right. I, I kind of, I know you were talking for a moment here, but I want you to talk about, Courtney's my supplements girl. So oh. I will say that I think like taking a really good probiotic during pregnancy is really important. We talk about it's this. always important. Okay. Yes. It, what Courtney said. <laughs> I'm not taking one. <laughs> Probably should we. Um, and same for my kids. Anyways, but I think when we talk about it, especially during pregnancy, like eliminating things like sugar, um, which dairy in some forms, like uh, extra things like that that can create like an abundance of yeast or can mm-hmm. – or in general, like that's – if I get sick at all, like those are the first things that go, like sugar and dairy, like get rid of them, right? Yeah. Um, and so probiotics are really great because it's it increases like all of like the good gut flora and all that stuff. I'll let Courtney talk about it more. But when we're talking about things like um, GBS, group B strep, and you guys having to test for that in the third trimester of pregnancy, we really encourage that moms eat clean and try to avoid some of those things that can create an overflow of that yeast. Um, that way, when you're getting tested, it's not coming back as positive, which isn't always the case. One in three mom is going to test no matter what. That's totally true. But we think encouraging your body to go um, like a, a better direction is always going to be to your benefit because then again, just if you, just like we want you to have more options. If you, for whatever reason, are able to test positive or test negative, I mean, with GBS, then you do not have to have or have to face the, the thought that you might have to have the antibiotics. And so that just gives you a little more time that you can labor at home. It gives you um, an opportunity to not have an IV if you so choose. Um, so it's just some of those things. Everything that we talk about and do is so that you guys have all of your options. So with that, now that I talked for 20 minutes, <laughs> talk to us about probiotics. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Here's the thing, and you guys have probably heard this before, but they're discovering more and more that your gut controls so much of how your body functions, right? It controls um, your how strong your immune system is. It has a lot to do with um, impacts on the brain. Just to give you an example, um, people who have things like anxiety often have gut issues. And it's kind of like chicken and egg, which one came first, right? (laughs) Did they have gut issues first and that led to the anxiety or anxiety and gut issues? But they often go hand in hand. And we're seeing that a lot throughout your entire body. Um, You know, if you have poor gut health, you probably also have a poorly functioning immune system. And so the reason we talk about supplements, especially things like probiotics, uh, is because we want to keep our guts healthy. So that if something like the group B strep bacteria was introduced to your body, your immune system would be able to function optimally and be able to kick that out of your system. 
If you have a system that's weakened due to excess sugar, um, poor or leaky gut health, then it's more likely that something like that's going to stick with your body for a while. And again, like Steph said, kind of take some birthing options off of the table. So the supplements that I really feel like every woman should be taking always, Stephanie, but especially <laughs> during pregnancy would be a really good probiotic. Um, and what probiotics do is they don't necessarily like eliminate the bad bacteria in your gut, the stuff that thrives off of sugar and yeasty foods and stuff like that. It doesn't eliminate it, but it kind of overpowers it a little bit, right? We, we swing the balance more in favor of the good bacteria guys, right? You need to be taking a prenatal supplement. Um, the food that we eat nowadays just frankly isn't as nutrient dense as it once was. And that has to do with soil depletion and, and all kinds of factors, some of the things we spray on our foods. But you should be taking a prenatal vitamin because honestly, nobody's diet's perfect. And um, my whole thing is you really want to avoid the once daily prenatal supplements. I know they're convenient, I get it. But the truth of the matter is that your body can only metabolize a certain amount of nutrients and vitamins and minerals and things at any given time anyway. And so it's really kind of best and you get the most benefit if you're taking a supplement that allows you to sort of break that up and space it out throughout the day. Um, you should be taking a good fish oil, something with really good omegas in it for you, um, and vitamin D with everybody being sort of cooped up because we're headed into winter time or cooped up because you work in an office or cooped up because your state is on lockdown, mm -hmm. um, I can almost guarantee that most everybody in the country is probably low on vitamin D. I went to go get tested a couple months ago and found out that I was borderline deficient and I tend to be a really fairly healthy person. So I feel like those are the ones for sure you wanna make sure you're getting a good probiotic, not a once daily prenatal, but some kind of prenatal fish oil or omegas and vitamin D. And on like the other side of this too. So like, here's my, even like why I don't take probiotics today. And this is terrible because here's the thing. Like for me, I look at this and I'm like, there's cost involved and I'd rather get my nails done. Like legitimately, <laughs> I am like, when I'm pregnant, I will, I'll sacrifice and I'm like, oh, I want to take the probiotic for the baby or like, I want to be able to do this yeah. and that because I'm trying to keep my body healthy. But then postpartum, I'm like, meh, meh, I guess I don't need it anymore. Right. Or like, I'll yeah. start using the Lysol again instead of my oils for cleaning or whatever right. the case. But so I want to say too, like, um, and I'll tell you, like with our first baby, like I couldn't afford it anyways. Like it was just not on the table. And so if you are not able to take like a more than once daily prenatal or, or maybe some of these other supplements, Anything's better than nothing. Anything is better than nothing. Take what you can take. Yes. Take what is given to you by the providers. Take what's under your insurance. Take whatever it is and don't feel bad about it. So we yeah. have to throw that out there. Also, if you're like, right, like that was my first pregnancy and then my second and third, like it became more important and I was able, but I'm like, well, maybe because I was younger and like my body is healthier, maybe that was okay, you know? <laughs> time goes on, right? I'm sure there's some truth to that. The thing is, you just have to decide where your priorities are. We say this for yeah. birth, but we this applies for every area of your life, right? If it's really a priority for you to take kind of maybe that pricier prenatal vitamin, yeah, register for on your right. wish list or whatever. I don't know, but you'll figure out a way if it's important to you. Maybe you get yourself like stuff brought up nails. 
Um, I think getting your nails done is definitely a way to treat yourself, right? But maybe you like you and a friend exchange and do it and it's cheaper or something like that. You'll come up with it if it's important to you. So let's move into the kind of the winter talk, right? What if I get sick? What can I take? This is a big conversation, I feel like, for pregnant women. Because there's a lot that you can't right? if you're <laughs> like, pregnant. Can't pop that NyQuil anymore, right? <laughs> right? There's some things that like you probably shouldn't be uh, popping just for fun. So um, <laughs> not a personal story. No, really, that's actually not a personal story. But uh, what if I get sick? What can I take? And so I kind of have my routine that I go to. I think every mom's going to like hit her stride and, and find what works for her. But um, here's a couple of things that I've found really useful when I'm pregnant. And I actually do it now postpartum. I don't like to take medication pretty much at all unless I really, really find that I have to. And I'm talking like I have a kidney stone and I need pain medication or like yeah. I very rarely take cold medicine. Um, and so kind of my big thing is immediately increasing my vitamin C. So I'll do about a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. Bonus points if it's lysophilic vitamin C. I know I sound like a nerd. I don't even know what the heck she's talking about. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes because uh, I need to look at that <laughs> I'll link, link to too. my favorite one. Okay, that's good to know. But I increase my vitamin C and I do about 1,000 milligrams every hour for the first couple hours and then I'll spread it out throughout the day. I increase my vitamin D. I take about 500 to 1,000 as well and I take that every couple of hours. Um, and then this is kind of my big thing though is I crush up like a clove of fresh garlic, like crushed or minced or however you do it, and I take it with a spoonful of honey and it is nasty. I will tell you right now, I've never been the girl that can like swallow something whole. Like, you know no, what I mean? Like yeah. take like a big swig. I don't know. And so I end up, I like try to get it down and then it doesn't go down and then I end up chewing it up and then I'm like, like gagging. <laughs> Anyways, so fresh garlic with some honey and then I drink honey tea with apple cider vinegar all day long. So that's about a cup of water um, or maybe like a teaspoon or a little bit more of apple cider vinegar and honey to taste. And, and then if I have a sore throat on top of that, I'm gargling salt water. Um, and I, I love the Ricola, like the honey ones, the Ricola, not like they have like the big bags at Costco and they're never the right ones. So anyways, the honey ones, those, and I seriously just like keep it in my cheek all day, which is your dentist will hate you for that. But that those are my like go-tos. But it's temporary, right? Totally temporary. Yeah. Um, in our family, we I totally agree with everything Steph said. All of those things are wonderful. I would add to that things like colloidal silver is an old but great one to use. Um, we love our elderberry syrup, and you can find mm. some really great ones. I've seen them as gummies. I wonder if they're as effective. I, I wouldn't do that. We I always yeah, do, I the do the syrup. The syrup or like they have soft gels. Yeah. I love doTERRA's On Guard. Um, we diffuse it in the home if we've been around sick people or we're starting to feel a little under the weather. But there's a whole bunch of essential oils that are wonderful for the immune system that you can apply topically um, every two or three hours if you know that you're getting sick to your feet, your spine. Um, things like On Guard, Copaiba, Frankincense, Melaleuca, which is tea tree, um, oregano. There's all kinds of really great stuff that you can utilize there and they're quite effective. Yeah, you know, I'm actually pretty obsessed with the On Guard and Copaiba soft gels as well. So yeah. that's, I've added that into my routine where like normally I do my garlic and stuff at night and that's, I'll take those every like two hours. I'm popping yeah. like one to two of those all day long. And I think stuff that's the key. We sort of expect some of these natural remedies to work in the same way that over-the-counter prescription drugs work where I pop a pill and I forget about it. Right. These natural remedies sometimes require you to be a bit more proactive, doing things, you know, every few hours, but they are effective when you're proactive and when you don't wait 
until you're like sick as a dog. I mean, they can be helpful then, but they really are, I find most effective if you do it every few hours and mm-hmm. if you do it from the minute you first start feeling kind of sick. Yeah. And, and rest and relaxation, I think is really important too. Yes. And, and also like the food you're putting in your body, like chicken soup is actually a real thing. Bone like, broth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, in fact, like Costco has those like big whole chickens. I don't know if you've done this before, but there's like, um, a recipe, like you literally take the entire chicken, the whole chicken and throw it in a crock pot or pressure cooker mm-hmm. on, on the crock pot setting water and vegetables, like salt and pepper, and you let it go all day. And, um, there's stuff like in, from the marrow that gets into like the yeah. chicken soup is a real thing. And so I've done that. And then, um, if you just have, having the, the broth is like huge. Yeah. If you have an instant pot, there are some really great bone broth recipes that are super mm. simple and just really nourishing during that time when your body's maybe needing a little extra support, especially if you live in a pretty arid climate, or if you just need some, um, lung support, Having a humidifier is great. Um, getting in a warm shower, and this is one of my favorite things to do. We'll get into a really warm shower, let the steam kind of get running, and then I put like a washcloth or something on the bottom of the shower, and I put some eucalyptus or some breathe essential oil mm. in there, and the steam and the hot water just kind of pick it up, and it's amazing. I even have this thing's super cool. You guys, this is like a, you don't need this, but it's totally <laughs> fun to have. It's called a steamy mug. And, um, it's a little, you pour water in it. It has a heating element in there that creates steam. And then it's got these lava stones on top of it hmm. where you can put some essential oils and then you're, oh, that's neat. and then you don't have to get your bathroom all, you know, Courtney's the fancier of the two of us. So. No, I just geek out on really weird gadgets. <laughs> we'll all. link to that one as well. <laughs> you guys, if you try all of that and you're still just not feeling well, you really just need a good night's sleep. It's okay to take ibuprofen as needed. You may be wondering, okay, this is all great and fine and good for pregnancy, but what should this look like postpartum? First of all, we want to encourage you to be patient with yourself postpartum, right? They always talk about how you had your baby inside of you for nine months and now give yourself nine months of baby being on the outside or longer for things to kind of get back to maybe how they were before. We generally recommend that you use the exact same diet that you did during pregnancy during your postpartum period too, given that your body is still healing and you're likely to be breastfeeding. But we recommend you add in exercise and outdoor time as often as you can. It's not that exercise and outdoor time, you shouldn't be doing that while you're pregnant. It's just that sometimes when you've got a new baby, it can feel a little daunting or like a chore to leave the house. But really, we encourage you to to do that. Oh, yeah. If you weren't a hermit before, (laughs) having a new baby is going to encourage you, especially with COVID. You're just going to want to buckle down, hide in a little hole, just, you know. Anyways, but I think what you said is really important because we find that like depression or mood disorders, postpartum especially, um, when we're seeing moms being affected by that, um, kind of after those baby blues, we really encourage mom to kind of come back to the basics, which is like um, everything that she was doing during pregnancy. We want you to be moving your body. We want you to get fresh air and sunlight. We want to make sure you're taking your supplements and you have a well-balanced diet, that you're getting enough protein and you're drinking lots of water. Those are all of the same things that we end up bringing full circle when we have a mom come to us and say, I'm having a really hard time with X, Y, and Z. On top of that, obviously, we're going to encourage you to meet with somebody, talk with a counselor or whatever. But um, these are all things that you can, that help you to become um, a little more like even keel overall. Yeah. And make them a priority too. You guys, even if it's just getting baby in the stroller 
um, and getting outside and just going around your sidewalk on the block. You're not going to pick up the Rona doing that, <laughs> right? Or sitting on your front porch, maybe on a chair and just holding baby and being out there. I know that we're headed into winter time. Um, so it's okay if, you know, your partner stays with baby and you go take a walk outside, even if it's for five or 10 minutes, there's something very grounding about being outside and then do make nutrition and rest and stress management a priority. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? There's so many great instant pot and crock pot things that you can do. Um, but really like Steph said, when somebody comes to us and they're having a really hard time, we try to check in and see where are you at with those things? And we ask in a very non-judgmental way, right? We're giving everybody grace here, but if we can make some baby step improvements, those are often felt um, in the body and yeah. in the emotions. And even simple things, and I no, we're not getting after you for not showering, so hear me out here, but even simple things like making sure that you get your body clean again, like getting a shower, getting a shower feels so good anyways, right? Like have your husband or your partner come home from work, hand off the baby and just take a shower. Um, along with that, like drawing or like making sure that the, um, the blinds are open. Like, do you have, and the windows are cracked. Like, do you have fresh air and sunlight in your house too? Like some of these things we don't think of because we get so bogged yeah. down with just taking care of baby and nursing and napping. And then we're not really taking care of ourselves or even paying attention to how we could do that. So some of that is, is pretty simple. Um, along with that though, is breastfeeding irritants. So noticing that maybe your baby's reacting to what you're eating. This is a big thing because a lot of moms are like, oh my gosh, you can't eat anything. And when we had our interview with um, Sally from Motherfed, she talked about this specifically and how moms are like told, oh, I can only eat like chicken and rice because everything else my baby's having an effect. It's having an effect on my baby. And that's not always the case. So before you go like crazy pulling all of the food off the table and like, you know, limiting yourself in so much that it's not even pleasurable to eat anymore, um, get with an IBCLB, an international board certified lactation consultant, someone who can help you and baby make sure that that's cohesive um, and that you're not having to take everything off the table. All right. So how can you make postpartum easier on yourself? I'm sure you've probably already thought about this. Hopefully you've got a plan for it, but freezer meals. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Did you think about these things with your first freezer meals? I did, but I'm oh a weirdo. I, okay. Let me rephrase this. My it, first baby, I was like, what the heck is a freezer meal? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry, you guys. I shouldn't assume too much. There are going to be some of you that are a little bit like the planner type and yes. you've already kind of started, you know, okay, let's, can we just cut that whole part out? <laughs> I feel badly now. I don't want to make people feel like, well, why didn't you think no, about I'm that? No, I'm just thinking like, I. it makes me sad, poor little young Stephanie, because Aww. I like... Like probably the people that are listening to this do think of freezer meals. You know what I mean? I mean, when we've got reviewers who are like, we're not even pregnant yet and we're right? listening to your podcast, yeah. I just maybe sort of assumed wrongly yeah. so that <laughs> they're also the kind that would think of, hey, I should probably have some meals. Side note, if you're a Stephanie, it's okay too. It's so. okay. We love you. <laughs> you're amazing. Um, one thing that you may want to consider doing is I would start to make double of dinners when I was pregnant in the That's weeks genius. leading up to pregnancy. And then I, we would eat the one and I would freeze the other for later. So, um, think about freezer meals. Another thing that we've done, and I've done this for friends when they've had babies. Um, and I know that I don't have time to like cook them a meal is I'll have a freezer of, um, some of those dump meals, they call them, right. And it's, you get a plastic Ziploc bag. <laughs> I know the name is off-putting. Hear me out. 
but you like, and you can go on Pinterest. They have so many of these um, make ahead freezer meals, but you get a plastic gallon size Ziploc bag and maybe you're putting chicken breast in there and, you know, a can of, you know, half a can of salsa or whatever. Anyway, it tells you what to put in there so that all they have to do is dump that bag into a crock pot and then it's good to go. So, okay. Were there, maybe this is, this is why I'm going to back up and, and make an excuse for myself. When you were, we were having babies yes, about ma'am. the same time. Um, that first, were there like a ton of freezer meals online at the time? You mean like were there recipes mm-hmm. and stuff like that? I don't think Pinterest was around then. I had a really great so You were just group. smart enough to be like, I'm going to do twice as much and put that away. Okay. Well, yeah. And I, I also, I mean, I, I have to say that the congregation of women that I was in with my church group mm. in Arizona, there were some veteran moms in there that had mm. lots of, and so I think I was picking up on tips from them as well of what to do. So this is where being in a community of other women can be <laughs> helpful because you learn things that maybe wouldn't have occurred to you ahead of time. Yeah, but it's true. Anyway, um, so freezer meals, pre-made meals. Um, you can have friends or family sign up and help. And even if they live out of state, right, they can DoorDash something for you. Um, any prep prior to baby is great. Let me say that again, any prep that you do, even if it's only one or two little freezer meals or you pick up a frozen lasagna at the grocery store when you're at the store, any prep. Or you tell people to bring you stuff when you have your baby. <laughs> right. Any prep is great. Yes. And just a reminder, keep it simple. Don't These do not need to be, unless you feel like going extravagant, but it's not necessary. Keep it simple. Try to have some protein, veggies, fat, carbs with each meal, something like that. Um, and then we have a couple of examples. And I was telling Courtney as I wrote these, I'm like, you know, I think you might, she's my more nutrition savvy f- friend. So I was like, I think you might have to edit. <laughs> No. These are not what what everyone what's going to be Haven't I best talked on this very episode about Reese's peanut butter cups and powdered donuts? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. We're uh, human. Speaking of which, I would be the mom that woke up and had brownies for breakfast cuz I made them the <laughs> night before. And so, I'm not going to encourage that as we talk about these, but I feel like sometimes it's like it's so hard to just come up with simple things to yeah. eat. So, like for breakfast, I I like one of my favorite things and for postpartum moms especially, but um even during pregnancy, like avocado toast and a fried egg oh like yes good fat it's got protein you've got your carbs like everything about it is amazing and then i've started doing um asparagus with a fried egg like i love asparagus in the morning yeah so i i just fry it with like some oil and salt and pepper and then i've actually done like some red pepper flakes like steph's lucky because she has fresh chicken eggs they have chickens Uh, yes oh see i just realized you've never brought me any well, now's not the time. They're like not <laughs> producing much eggs at all. Oh, but I will man. bring you it's the second I can. I will okay, bring you some. Okay, good. Um, and then along with that, like just things that you can add to it, like bacon and cheese with hash browns or like one of my favorite things is to do an English muffin. This is my girlfriend's fault back from high school. But an English muffin and like buttered not this is not gonna be fatty at all don't okay and then like a fried egg with a slice of cheese on top like right i guess that's like a mcdonald's that's like i used to do that for my kids in the morning but we would do it and this is from jordan page i don't know if you guys follow her on instagram but they call it a fluffy egg and i was like what the crap is this it's genius. You get a mug, like what you would put hot cocoa in, and you just do a little bit of butter, some cooking spray on the inside. You crack the egg into the mug, kind of mix it up with the fork, add some salt, pepper, put it in the microwave for almost a minute. It fluffs up. It's beautiful, and it takes the shape of the mug, and then you put that on your English muffin with a slice of cheese. Oh, that's smart. And they're done in like a minute. 
And then you don't have to Do like they taste good. Egg. I'm always worried oh, about microwave eggs. Oh, it tastes so good. Okay. I like it. Well, Here. next time we come and do podcasting in the morning, I'm going to make you make that for me. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. But you guys, anytime you're doing anything with eggs, if you can check in, you know, if you chopped up, you know, half a bell pepper and you have some of it left or you have a handful of spinach before that package needs to go in the garbage, like, you know, whatever veggies you have lying oh, around, yeah. chuck a handful in there and, you know, there you go. Some awesome snacks that where you can really pack a punch with protein and getting some healthy fats in there would be things like apples with peanut butter or almond butter, um, apples with cheese slices, nuts with cheese and little, you know, dried pieces of fruit. Um, Steph has on here cottage cheese and yogurt too. I Those are all awesome and they're going to help you hit your protein goals. And then for lunch, um, maybe like a chicken salad sandwich with kale chips or a broccoli salad or fresh fruit, like as your sides, maybe a salad with a hard boiled egg on top. I think that's one of my absolute favorite things. I just chop in whatever and then make my own sauce and I love it. Uh, grilled ham and cheese with sliced tomatoes and oil and vinegar on the side. Again, these are just ideas. I feel like dinner, at least at our house, is always crunch time, right? When we didn't have kids, we were coming home from work, we were tired. Mm. Now that we have kids, I'm like kind of ready for them to go to bed at five o'clock. <laughs> Not that I put them to bed at five, but by five, I'm like over it. So yeah. I really recommend keeping dinners um, simple, relatively simple, kind of trying to plan them ahead of time. If you can, you know, throw something together in the afternoon when you're not so stressed or, you know, set that crock pot before you leave for work. Um, anyway, you just want to make sure you've got all the components there, right? If you want to do a pot roast with some potatoes and carrots, right? Some easy tacos with some sides that you've got cut up. Just, you guys are good. You can go to Pinterest. You can figure it out. Just make sure that it's um, got a lot of good nourishing food in it. Whole food, real food, not processed food, if you can help it. All right. So that can be simple things like chicken and rice with veggies or tacos with lime rice or a beef roast with potatoes and carrots. I was thinking like hearty, happy meals, especially because it's cold outside. So um, Zupa Toscana, there's like a copycat recipe. I will link to that. It is my favorite. I think it's better than Olive Garden. We're in love. I love that recipe so much. I don't know how healthy that is, but mm. I mean, there's vegetables in it, right? So I'll throw some vegetarian recipes on there too, just in case people are weirdos like go. me and yeah. want those. <laughs> um, and then things like Thanksgiving or Christmas or what, like we want to give you permission in case you need it, that you can give yourself a break and eat all the pie you want and you can have all the treats and like, it's okay to have like a, a break and just do what you want for a day. Your baby will turn out normal. Yeah. Probably exactly. more normal if you eat more pie because you'll be less stressed <laughs> yes. more pie less stress and we talked about how stress impacts babies so eat more pie all right let us wrap it up here give you some final thoughts honestly remember the goal with nutrition during pregnancy is to fuel your body so that you can birth a healthy baby so you have all your options so you can have a beautiful experience um, and remember that there's many many ways to do it within these guidelines so we hope that that's what you took these are is just guidelines it's okay to mess up it's okay to follow some of it, and no one expects you to be perfect. Obviously, there are a lot healthier uh, pregnancy eating plans than what we've given you, and there's far more less healthy ones than we've given you here. We'd say that this is a pretty level-headed, middle-of-the-road approach, but depending on how you already lean with your eating, you may seek out some um, even more healthy resources for your pregnancy diet or something that's a little bit more of a baby step to what we've suggested. Really, you guys, it's all about balance. Just do what works for you. 
Like we talked about earlier, um, we want you to listen to this episode and actually take the next week to track your intake of what you're eating. And then you can work to make small changes that are realistic and that can give you a win. Because I think when you do that, it's going to help you make better choices in the long run. So if I look at everything that I've got and I'm like, wow, I ate a lot of dessert like every single night, maybe I'm like, instead of two brownies, I'm going to eat one. And that's just an example. Obviously, you can cut back things that aren't good or add things that are good. You're like, oh, I didn't get all of my water or I only took my prenatal three times this week. Like those are all simple changes that can make a big difference. If you're someone who's like, all right, guys, I tracked my food for a week. I don't have any parameters for this. Like, is this good? (laughs) Is this awful? Somebody please tell me. We would invite you to send us a picture of your meals for the week and we will send you our best recommendations for how to help you get to whatever your goal is with nutrition. And we can even suggest what some of those might be. So send us a screenshot of what you've been eating and we'll help by suggesting some ways to improve. And then kind of just a final reminder for in in case you do come up against an illness during any time during your pregnancy or even postpartum, just reminding you that there's many options other than medication, if that's kind of your go-to, that you have for when you get sick during pregnancy and postpartum. And if you're coming up against something that you're like, I've tried all these things and I need help, definitely reach out in the DMs. Nope, we're not medical providers. We can't give medical advice, but we are moms and we um, are, are women and we know what works for our bodies and we're happy to help where we can. Okay, Courtney might totally kill me for this, but I added bloopers to the end of the episode. Collodio Sil... <laughs> Hold on. Col- Bad Janet. That's, what, that's what's up downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> Whole food, real food, not processed food, if you can help it. Okay. <laughs> Picturing cutting that all together. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll it'll more. flow. It's okay. I can cut it. Uh, and I'm done. Last comment. Closed. I swear. Okay. That's it. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.